0: and welcome back everyone welcome back this is yo boy yo boy yo boy rusty you heard that shit right cut we motherfucking back in business you know how we do it my bad all that squeaking is my bed you know you only know that is my bed if you are my neighbor sir because if you are my neighbor you would know how this bed squeaks because we have thin walls but enough about walls. We're here to talk about walls in general. No, I'm kidding. Um, what's going on, y'all? This is your boy hitting hey, you back. You know, we're back on a fucking map. This is just gonna be um <clears throat> a little quick water break episode. Um, I want to start doing all the health and like fitness focus episodes and stuff like that. But I'm not gonna start doing that until. Um, I start doing some more research and, and like um falling into into rhythm and shit and all that stuff. Hold on, give me one second. All right, there we go. <clears throat> yeah, I had to move cause um, I can't make it too much fucking noise, all that squeezing and shit from me moving around. but anyways, um I hope you guys could hear me okay. I'm using a headset to record this shit. I'm trying to see where the microphone's at, so this could sound a little better, so hopefully if um, doesn't sound too bad i will try to speak a little louder so you motherfuckers can hear this shit but um yeah we're gonna talk about a couple things today um specifically i wrote this shit down. specifically what i want to talk about is some upcoming fights there's gonna be some great fights coming up so we're gonna be talking about some boxing we're gonna be talking about um just some other random shit that i want to talk about you know what i'm saying but um Let me just find that right quick. We're going to be talking about Con Crawford. Con Crawford's coming up, so we sure as fuck got to touch on that. We're also going to be talking about um, Canelo Alvarez versus Danny Jacob. Um, We got to talk about that. I would talk about that Triple G fight, but honestly, I have no clue who the fuck he's fighting. From what I hear, um, Triple G's fighting someone from the zone who happens to be Also a pretty good fighter, so hopefully that's a good fight. Um, But, if everything goes as planned, the rumor mill is saying that Canelo will be fighting Triple G later this year. But, he does have to get past Danny Jacobs. Daniel Jacobs. I mean, this guy. But, first let's talk about Crawford versus Khan. We definitely got to talk about uh, my man's <clears throat> Crawford Khan. Now, what is there not to like about Amir Khan? Um, he's he's overall a pretty genuine person. I fucks with Amir Khan. Um, you know, the thing, I think the only thing that you can knock um, Amir Khan on is that he ain't got no chin. You know what I'm saying? He ain't got no chin at all, so every time he gets touched, um, he tends to go down, but if you know Amir Khan, even if he does go down, he's gonna get back up, and, um, there's no quitting Amir Khan, that's why Amir Khan has lost the way he has, and is still around, because, um, he's always dishing it out, always willing to put it on the show for the fans and for whoever's showing up or watching, so he's a very entertaining fighter, um, I love Amir Khan. I love watching him fight. I just wish he had a better chin. If Amir Khan had a better chin, let's say a decent chin. Because, like, let's say we're doing F through A on chins. Amir Khan's probably got, like, a D-. minus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, my man's got no chin. It's not even a glass chin, dog. It's like a, a straw chin. Like, you know, 12-year-olds could probably probably put Khan down if if you hit him with enough leverage. But, um... You know, that guy he could hit you maybe, you know, four to five times while you take one step back. That's how fast this guy is. You know, he's got fucking hands, he's he's got pop too. Cause I've seen him put people down with body shots and I've seen him mess up people's faces, but um, you know, not enough power to get him through, but enough skill, enough guts, enough um enough grit, enough I don't know, enough of everything but his chin to still be relevant, be a world champion, get some important fights. But, you know, sadly for him, he has lost those fights, especially against Canelo. Um, I don't think he ever should have taken that fight. I think that fight was ridiculous. Um, same thing with Crawford. I think um, it's going to be a good fight for maybe two to three rounds. And then Crawford's going to land something really, really solid because Crawford could fucking hit. And, you know... That's pretty much it. I think that's that's it. Um, he's gonna, Crawford's going to put um, Amir Khan to, to sleep. I mean... Man. Amir Khan. He looked bad against Canelo. He really did. And I'm pretty sure he's fought since then. I can't remember who it was. Um, I will be drinking water throughout this. So fuck you if you don't like it. But, um... Yeah... Amir Khan sucks. Sucks to um, to be Amir Khan because Amir Khan could, could definitely be one of those fighters that, you know, further down the road, <clears throat> we're going to remember for the great fights he was... Good fights, not great, but good fights he was involved in. But he won't necessarily be remembered for all of the, let's say... Achievements per se. He would be remembered more for his fights than necessarily the championships he won. Or anything like that. Now I hope this shit didn't glitch and stop me from recording. But. Let's see. We gonna find out. Right? We gonna find out eventually. <clears throat> but now let's talk about. Fucking. Crawford. What is there to say. About Crawford. Crawford is possibly... Um, one of the most talented fighters in current day. Um, the man seems to know... When to get in and out of an exchange. He's got... Um, when it comes to power... He's probably got a 8. You know, 8 to 7.5 in rating, I would say. Um, skill-wise, he's definitely between... A nine to a ten. He's entering his prime, I would say. Um, I mean, the dude is like poised to be the next superstar. Um, What's holding Terrence Crawford back is Markability. He's a very humble guy. He's a guy who's not very brash, other than those, you know, Versace shirts he wears and shit. That's about the loudest thing about Terrence Crawford. And he could try to like talk shit and, and, you know, on social media and all that stuff. But um, at the end of the day, um, I feel like if Crawford had a little more charisma, there would be far more hype behind him. But he's so talented and he's looking so good that I believe he's starting to cross over and the general public are starting to know a little bit more of who Crawford is. Um, It's a shame that he's not more of a household name. I think he could definitely be a household name. Um, dude knocks out, dude looks good. He doesn't run from a fight and he's always handing out beatings. Like real beatings. These are not like, you know, like these are not like breakdowns. Like round 2 or 3, he's already popping you hard. His defense is tight and I mean, he's got a, I don't know if he's got a chin. I really don't know. But by this point, um let's say we're let's say if we're comparing a chin that has yet been tested to a chin that has been tested like Amir Khan's. Um, I would say he's got a better chin than Amir Khan simply by the fact of how bad Amir Khan's chin is. The same way you, it's rare to have a great chin, it's also kind of rare to have such a bad chin like Amir Khan. A lot of fighters that have such a bad chin don't make it. Why don't they make it? Because it usually requires a pretty decent chin because the elite fighters and able to win a title belt a lot of those guys could dish it out and if they cannot dish it out and knock you down or you know hand out punishment they're definitely going to be so skilled that you need to be really skilled yourself you know so um that goes to show how how good Amir Khan is or at least was and Terrence Crawford I think really is just taking like a break with this fight Um, he knows it The boxing world knows it. Um, There's no roundup. We all know that um, he could fight. You know, we've seen him against speedy fighters, but those those fighters were not as tight as Amir Khan. Um, Gamboa, where the weight that Crawford fought Gamboa would probably be comparable. Um, Gamboa was probably not at his best, but Gamboa definitely had more power in his hands than um, Amir Khan did on his best day, you know, and I would say Amir Khan has better boxing than Gamboa, but Gamboa definitely lacked when it came to chin and keeping his hands up. He had no defense, but he had crazy quick hands with a good amount of power. And you know, Crawford didn't run away, and he fought him till the very end till he put Gamboa down. So that was a pretty entertainment fight, entertaining fight. But that's the last time I could remember you know, someone with enough power and speed to really bother Crawford. Because that's the only thing that's ever going to bother a fighter like Crawford would be a motherfucker like Manny Pacquiao, a motherfucker like, you know, Floyd Mayweather, someone like, um, possibly, I would say, Errol Spence Jr., from what he showed, he has enough boxing IQ to really take a go at Crawford, um... Arrow is actually very strong, and he could really dish it out. Dude's got a crazy amount of grit from what, um, you know, the character I've seen from, like, interviews to his workouts to everything. You know, he, he seems to be, a, like, a really tough guy. Same same thing, like, Crawford. Family focused, gentleman. both of them. But, you know, <clears throat> I think that's one of those fights where um, I hope we get to see because... It's just gonna be ridiculous. It's gonna be ridiculous when it comes to like, who, man, what can I say? Fucking, I don't know. That would be a crazy fight, and I much rather see that fight. Anyone much rather see that fight than Con Crawford? But we're stuck with Con Crawford now, and unfortunately, we're gonna see a fight where in about three to four rounds, Khan is gonna go down due to his chin, not necessarily because he sucks. Um, he's actually pretty good. Skill-wise, dude is like a 80 to 85. And speed, he's definitely topping at like 87 to 90. I give Amir Khan at his best an overall FIFA rating or NFL 2K rating of possibly like um, 81. Um, I would say he's an 81, 82. That's my opinion. Um, his chin really limits him a lot, a lot. And in boxing, that's a good amount of... Because you you can't have a weak chin. Because he's been put down by fighters who, you know, don't hit like Canelo. And when you, when you fight the best of the best, um, I would say half of the fighters hit like Canelo. You know? And Canelo doesn't even have the hardest punch. Um, Triple G would be more of a knockout artist. Spence is more of a knockout artist than possibly even Canelo because Canelo has shown that um, knockouts only come for him when he was in his lower weights fighting fighters who were definitely below his skill level and relied more on frontal approaches. But when he has fought fighters with great chins, great pace, um, you see when it comes to like, you could tell that his power level is not at the same rate. As a great chin. The only thing that can knock down a great chin is great power. You know? But Canelo doesn't have great power. Because we saw that against a great chin. Like um, like Triple GGG. G. Triple G's got a great chin. And we know this because he's been tested before even fighting Canelo. He got tested a couple times. He's fought fighters like Lemieux. Probably got touched once or twice there. Um, Danny Jacobs really hit him a couple times, really solid, but never, like, you know, made him back up. Um, And even Kalano himself, I don't think he made Triple G back up in a sense. It was like, boom, I got hit. Now I got to immediately go back because that was painful. Um, He made him back up because he hit him so many times with such hard shots that he backed up. So it was more of a compounding effect rather than, you know, an overall one hit and it hurts. But um, you know, that goes to show to me that shows that Canelo does have a great chin. The same way it shows that in this fight, in that fight, he didn't have great power. But okay, I'm I'm not talking too much about these guys. I haven't I haven't even gotten to that fight. So Crawford Khan, I believe it's gonna go to Crawford. That's what we're gonna leave that. at. That's easy work. But um, you know we're going to move on to Danny Jacobs and and um, Canelo. I, I actually I didn't, I didn't move on I totally forgot about that. But um you know, that Canelo Canelo I I feel like he's on a league of his own right now. Um I I say that because he has elements along with other virtues that make you a generational fighter. Um Outside of just having the support of like social media, and being the face of boxing almost at the moment, because I don't, I wouldn't say he's the Floyd Mayweather. He's definitely not the face of boxing the way Floyd was, the way Manny Pacquiao was, the way Oscar De La Hoya was. I don't think he's at that level yet. Um, Why do I say that? Because he shares the stage with other fighters like Anthony Joshua and you know um and Deontay Wilder to a certain extent. And, um, you know, it, I, I don't feel like he's done enough. The triple, that Triple G fight helped both of them. <clears throat> but I don't know if he's done enough. But he's young. He's young. I think in the next two years, depending on how these fights go, he could definitely step that up. And, you know, with, with that deal that he got, like $500 million or something like that, I clearly don't know shit what I'm talking about, right? Because those guys saw enough value in him to pay him that much. For sure, 100%. They paid him that much. And it wasn't like it was incentivized or anything of, of that. Apparently, it was guaranteed money. So, I clearly don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But, you know, I think that um, Canelo is on the edge of being the overall face of boxing. He's about two three fights. two, two, two marquee fights, maybe one marquee fight from being the absolute face of boxing. I mean, dude's the highest paid athlete. He doesn't have any type of sponsorships. Um, You know, he's he's killing it right now. He's killing it. And he looked good against a generational talent like Triple G. Given that Triple G is a little bit on the other side. But I'll tell you this. um, Canelo's not even... I don't think Canelo has peaked yet. I think he's about to peak in the next two years. And depending how much he takes care of himself and how well he fights, he might be at that peak for another five years. Here's the thing, though. At any year, I think Canelo would definitely, definitely split hairs with Triple G. And this would be at their prime. I don't give a fuck what you say. Triple G got low-key exposed. The man cannot adjust. Um, He could only come forward. All this talk about boxing and breaking down fighters that a lot of other people used to um, used to talk about, um, we saw that in display in, in fight number one. Oh, his jab, oh, his jab, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, he touched Canelo with his jab enough to make his face pink, but, and and, and some swelling, but I didn't think that was enough. I didn't see enough of, like, the um, sh- straight jab and then, like, uh, overhand jab and then, Like a fucking European hook. Like all this Gennady shit he used to do with you. You know? All these other fighters used to get like fucking destroyed. And then Canelo boxed them really nice going backwards. Um, Kudos to Triple G to keeping up that tempo. Stepping on the gas. Wearing down Canelo and making it a far more interesting fight. Was it a tight fight? Yes, it was a tight fight. Definitely. But, um, you know, I feel like that fight showed that um, coming forward... Triple G wasn't as scary against a skilled fighter like Canelo. And Canelo knew that coming fight number two. And coming fight number two, again, the only reason why it was such a great fight is because Triple G gave his all in those fights. And I think Canelo gave his all as well. But that is his current ceiling. I think he could give more. The reason I say that is because he's shown the ability to adjust after every single fight Canelo would adjust. Even during the fight, he would adjust. Fight number one against Triple G was him fighting backwards. Fight number two, he said, fuck this. Um, I could take your hits. I could definitely slip punches with you and pop you back. So he's going to shoot his fucking shot. And he did it. Backed dude up and did a great fight. And then nearly gassed himself. And it was a back and forth good fight. Um, you know, was it one of those Hagler Hearns? No, but... It was definitely one of the recent time um, better fights. Very memorable fight. You could put that fight on during any type of fucking party. And I guarantee you about five to six motherfuckers are going to sit on the couch to watch it. You know, just that type of fight. It's a good fight. And <clears throat> that's like the last performances we have from Canelo, pretty much. Because um, that one dude that he, bit for, he beat for the other bout, that doesn't count. It's... Um, that dude's almost as easy a night as Samir Khan. I would say Samir Khan's definitely a more harder. It's just that when you're the number one pound for pound fighter, that means that like no matter what weight and skills, you're the fucking man, right? You would be the man. And all things were even. And you're the number one pound for pound. That means you are the use the baddest motherfucker around. It doesn't matter, right? And um, when you're fighting that guy, you need to be close to like the number one pound for pound you you better not be someone out of the top five in the welterweight or whatever division you are if whatever division you are in if you're outside of the top five possibly even the top three in that division and the champion is the pound for pound champion you you probably have no no shot if the number one pound for pound fighter is there you probably have no shot take someone with like crazy amount of skill is equally as good. And that's why some fights like Crawford versus fucking Spence are so big. And Gennady versus Triple G are so big because they fight all these other fighters that might be pretty good fighters or are even champions. But they're showing qualities that are generational that are defining um, you know, generations just based alone on performances and how they beat opponents. So I mean it's is is some um, It's crazy that we're not going to see Crawford come possibly because of disputes with their promotional um, companies, but hopefully we do get to see that. We've seen crazy shit like Pacquiao Mayweather, so hopefully we get to see that, and what is this to say about Danny Jacobs? Danny Jacobs is is known as the Miracle Man, and he's possibly going to need a miracle in this fight as well. Um, He got half a miracle when he fought Triple G. I say half a miracle because he didn't end up getting knocked out. And that's merit to um, to his grit. And, mer- I mean, the dude's got heart. If there's anything Danny Jacobs got, it's heart. 100%. That's, like, at 120. His heart meter spills over. Like, you know, dude beat cancer, came back to boxing. He was boxing. Like, that wasn't hard enough. Gets cancer, which was, like, you know, a fight outside of, of fighting. And he beats that, comes back to boxing to fight Triple G, because Triple G, probably a harder fight in that fight than Canelo Triple G too. And, you know, before that, a lot of people thought he was a good fighter, but a lot of people spoke about the Charlo's brother um, above him. And finally, Danny Jacobs got a chance to shine and he's fucked some people up and he's earned his shot. And he's shown that he's is, is he is an elite fighter, I would say. Because if, if you go 12 rounds with a guy like Triple G, you have to be one of the baddest motherfuckers around, too. You know what I'm saying? It's like that pound-for-pound pound effect. Um, if you could go one-on-one with the pound-for-pound pound guy or a top-five pound-for-pound guy and hold your own, you might be into consideration if you get your shit together in the next, you know, one or two fights, to fight that guy again and crack the top 10. You know, but... That's the type of shit that, you know, metaphorical titles and shit like that, you know. But um, Danny Jacobs, he's, he's a really good fighter. And I don't think this is going to be an easy fight for Canelo. I don't think it's going to be a 50-50 fight either. But I think it's a fight that's got possibly going to go about... I, if Canelo puts him down, it's going to be around the ninth, the 10th round. If not, it's going to go to um, scorecards. Does Canelo knock out people in the 9th or 10th round? I don't know. I don't think so. But we've seen um, um, Danny Jacobs get hit by Triple G very well. And I think that he could definitely take a hit. And he's not a quitter. And he definitely likes to dish it out when he receives it. So, you know, he's a very lengthy fighter, a very skilled fighter. He could jab. He could stick and move. Um, he could also dish it out, like I said, he likes to change it, he, he likes to exchange, but, um, you know, he doesn't have a bad chin whatsoever, like I said, he's got a really good chin, damn nearly great, he has been put down before, that's the only reason it's not a great chin, it's a really good chin, because he's been put down before, but I don't think he's ever been knocked out, I think he got knocked out once, or knocked down, I don't think he's been knocked out cold, though, but, um, you know, that's one of those things where I feel like, Danny Jacobs is definitely going to need um, a little more than just who he is to win that fight. I, I don't mean like judges, but he's going to need Canelo to not be focused. He's You know, there's, there's got to be other things because I don't see him 100% Danny Jacobs beat 100% um, Canelo Alvarez in today. Is it going to be easy? No. But it's going to be 1-10, through a difficulty for Canelo this is going to be like a 6. Um, I think that all that experience he gained by fighting Triple G is going to carry over. It's going to carry over to this. I think that all of that stuff is going to carry over. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see how Canelo's growing. Um, I want to see him fight other fighters. But, you know, that's unfair to ask from him because... I mean, you're born in the time you're born. You're fighting in the time you're born. He's fought Triple G. He's fighting Danny Jacobs. Who's next? The Charlo brothers. Um, Errol Spence could definitely not fight him, even though he's big. Maybe at one fifty four, but no, I don't think so. But you know, I don't know. I don't know. I would. I much rather see him beat Danny Jacobs, um, mess up. Triple G again, then go fight Sergey Kovalev. I think he will spank Sergey Kovalev. Um, If he spanks, I, I really do think that, like, Andre Ward, I like Andre Ward, and he could go to the body, right? He's a gritty fighter, but he ain't no Canelo Alvarez when it comes to body work. Alvarez will fuck his shit up. He will beat that drum. I mean, that dude... He beats it harder than a guy out of prison. Like, come on, man. Like, you see him fucking damn nearly bend over Triple G. Like, Triple G's got to be, like, the most emotionless fighter I've ever seen. Because, like, Canelo would damn nearly bend him in half in some of the body shots. And Triple G would, like, just exhale. But not necessarily make an emotion. And I've seen fighters bend over, um, wins with Canelo. I mean, just, you know, do the destroyer when it comes to the body. And it's shown that um, Sergey Kovalev's boxing skills are not as good as they say either. I think he's a good boxer, but I don't think he's a great boxer like they made him out to be before. That um, Andre Ward Sergey Kovalev won. It was a really good fight, but like people made it seem like oh Sergey Kovalev could fight. He's not just a puncher. And um, sure, there's some boxing to him, but I don't think there's enough boxing. Canelo's too smooth to um I don't know, dude could really adjust. That's the thing. That um that ability to adjust within a fight or from fight to fight and to implement a game plan cannot be overstated. Because that could take a guy like um you know with an okay chin and with good power and a lot of heart. That could make you a champion. Because the discipline to impose yourself on another fighter and carry out a game plan or you know adjust during a fight and be smart enough to see that oh shit He's countering me with his jab, but, you know, I'm a counter over that jab or, you know, I'm a, I'm a bait him with this hook or it's something, you know, I don't fucking know. But this, there's fighters that can adjust and there's fighters that cannot adjust. If you cannot adjust, if you cannot adjust, right, let's say your abilities do not include adjusting. If you want to be a great, great fighter, then, you know, you need to have other abilities that are going to carry you. And those abilities need to be maxed out to like levels that you've never seen before. For example, Manny Pacquiao, he's got a pretty good chin, um, crazy stupid speed with like fucking great power. And that power carried over through fucking weight classes. And he had great footwork and he had grit in the heart. So, you know, even though we saw him change his boxing style, he wasn't necessarily a fighter that would adjust in the middle of the fight too much, he would have. He would make very small adjustments, but it wasn't like, you know, fighters like Juan Manuel Marquez, um, Floyd Mayweather, Canelo Alvarez, um, I've seen Dan Jacob show a little bit of that, um, who else was really good at that, um, you know, and there's other really great fighters that never adjusted, like Oscar De La Hoya, you know. Um, Oscar Valdez is starting to do that now. He started training with Eddie Reynoso to get a little more, you know, but it's like there's fighters that can adjust and there's fighters that cannot adjust. You know what I'm saying? And those that can adjust tend to last longer in the game, tend to be the elite fighters in the game because um, it's not that easy to fucking think and outsmart someone when you're ...consistently thinking about staying alive... ...consistently about trying to win around ...or something like that... ...but... ...I don't know... ...I don't think... ...I don't think Danny Jacobs got it... ...I don't know... ...I wish Danny Jacobs was... ...I don't know... ...he's one of those fighters that like... ...it sucks that you like him... ...you know what I'm saying... ...it sucks that you like him because... ...if... ...he wins... Then the really good fighter he's fighting had a bad night. Um, I don't think Danny Jacobs is a generational fighter. Um, he's a really good fighter, I would say. Is he elite in all time? I don't think so. Um, I don't think so. Is Canelo elite in all in all time? I don't think he is either. But he damn sure has a better opportunity at that than, um, than Danny Jacobs does. And he's definitely... I would say halfway up that bar if there was a bar to reach to the top uh, where the top was um, an all-time great or not an all-time great, but a generational fighter, a fighter that defines a generation. Um, I think Canelo Alvarez would be a name like that, you know, simply alone on just who he has fought um, when he, you know, a dude's got like crazy amount of fucking names under his belt that are like champions or past champions or a Hall of Famers. Um, some people will say they're vetted. I think he was brought up correctly. Um, you can't just throw your fighter to the wolves. You know, at the end of the day, this is a business and they're investing on this young man and you want him to grow at every fight with some experience and to learn something. And what better way to do that than to incrementally um, raise the opposition, Versus Hall of Fame fighters. People that you know could carry some that experience into a fight with them. And not necessarily are just going to sit there and get a paycheck. People who have honor. Who have something to lose. And don't necessarily just want to lay over. Are pretty good um, learning experiences for fighters like that. Because um, you don't want someone who's just getting a paycheck. But you could tell that some of that has bothered him. By just like even like the last Triple G fight. I think that if he would have boxed backwards. He had enough. He had enough um, ability to to fight backwards and, you know, box him backwards and make Triple G look bad and, and fight him. But I think that he wanted to show people that, listen, you think he's Mexican. I'm going to show you what a real Mexican's like. I'm going to take the fight to him, to the g- most feared guy. I'm going to take it to him. You know, but I mean, that's what the fuck happened. And I mean... I, I, I don't know, I don't know, now we gotta wait till fucking September, bro, I'm hyping up a fight that's in September, a fight in fucking September, and, I don't know, other than boxing, what the fuck else is going on, I mean, it's fucking, what is it, we're in April now, April fucking 2nd, and, you know, we got, I don't know, basketball and all this shit, like, I'm not really paying attention to any of that, um, diet-wise, I've been fucking slacking, I've been maintaining weight and my shape just a little bit. I'm at the edge where I'm slipping. But, but we're going to get there. We're going to fucking get there. I mean, I have like a month to by the time I want to be in shape. I want to be in shape before I go on vacation. So I'm going to spend possibly the next four to five weeks just intensely counting my calories and making sure I'm eating correctly. Um, when it comes to workouts, I'm not going to do anything different. I'm already working out hard um, I'm already running the fastest times I've ran ever probably when it came to a 5k and an 8k and also like it's just it, it's overall my workouts have been good it's just my diet that needs to be tightening up and that's why I've like struggled with the weight I want to say I'm too heavy to 14 compared to like two to 187 that's um 24 pounds you know but We'll see, man. We're going to work our way back down there slowly, but surely it's going to come right off. But I just wanted to touch base with you guys on this episode, water break episode. Just wanted to t- talk about these fights. Um, I'll be back possibly next Monday. I'm going to start doing research on what's the next topic. Most likely it's going to be something more oriented and um, losing weight or fitness oriented. It's going to be a regular Art of Fat episode, not a water break episode. But um, I just wanted to talk about this fights, man. I've been wanting to do this boxing thing for a while. Um, the last one I wanted to do was against uh, Mikey Garcia versus, um, Spence. I actually lost fifty dollars because I bet on Mikey. And you know I'm so like I haven't even looked at what's the excuse was. I don't need to listen to what Robert Garcia thinks would happen. I don't need to listen to what Mikey thinks could happen. Um, I saw the fight. This was a bigger, stronger, better fighter. Um, is Mikey a skilled fighter? Yes. Is he a good fighter? Yes. Does he have skills? Yes. Um, understanding the boxing, yes. But he's no Errol Spence. Errol Spence showed that no matter how good the little fighter is, that saying is true. The big, the good, big fighter always beats the good small fighter, because you can't just overcome that size with just skill. If the guy you're fighting is skilled and better, you know, if he's equally as skilled or more than you, you're in for a long fucking night. And I think um, Mikey Garcia found that out. And the reason why he stood there and didn't necessarily throw a lot of his shots back is because, you know, you're afraid to be put out, man. I really think he was afraid to be knocked out because you you put yourself at risk with a fighter that sharp and that fast and that strong to just put you down. I mean, it's no question, it's, it's no, like, there's a reason why this guy had so many knockouts, and even versus, um, Kell Brook, a fighter who physically, yes, he's very big and rugged, he's, how I would say he, Kell Brook was a damaged fighter, but, um, not completely done, but I think after that, um, Spence did completely destroy him, or whatever was left of him, and that's just the type of fighter he is, and, You know, he came out here and showed us that, I mean, he wasn't going to show us that he had power against the little guy. But he showed us that he was so skilled that he was able to freeze the little fighter. And Mikey Garcia tried for, like, the first three rounds. But after that, it was completely Spence fight. I mean, he dictated everything from, like, the round two to three. And then once Mikey started feeling those power shots, um, it, it became all Spence. All of it was all Spence Jr., and it just sucks because I wish Mikey Garcia had. I don't know, did I agree with him fighting Spence right away? No, but the um, the you know, just the idea of having someone that small go at it with him, and I actually bought the hype. It wasn't hype though, it was just that I possibly underestimated how good Errol Spence was. And overestimated how good um, Mikey Garcia was. And man, it's not to say Mikey Garcia is not a good fighter, but Aero Spence, dude, Jesus. That guy, I'm excited to see him. If there's anyone that could beat Crawford, it's him. I don't even, I think, I think Crawford and Thurman, um, I think Crawford and Spence would probably go all 12 rounds to maybe stopping Thurman like, I don't know, 7 out of 10 times. Keith Thurman's a good fighter. He could actually hit. Back in the day, he was known that one time, Keith Thurman, right? When he used to punch you one time, that was his line. One time, baby, one time. Keith Thurman, baby. Now he's always getting decision fights. Um, Yeah, you could could knock out a lot of people when they're not very good, Keith Thurman. But the moment you start fighting motherfuckers like Danny Garcia, you know, some straight, thick neck Puerto Rican motherfucker, ain't no way he's going down, dog. You're going to have to put him away. People like Danny Garcia don't go down, people like Sean Porter don't go down. And um, I think Keith Thurman could benefit a little bit from. Staying in the pocket a little bit longer. I think he's got the skills, the speed to pop in and out of those pockets and do some real good damage. And he's got sharp enough defense to slip punches and counter really good and not just rely on the counter. He should be more offensive with it and put on a show for, um, for the fans. And I think he would be – he's such a smart character when he speaks. He's very articulate, and he's a very good um, – even balanced like his temperament is very balanced i've heard some interviews with him and he's he seems like a pretty like hippie cat so i think he would do well if he was just you know a little more aggressive with his fighting but even then i don't think he's good enough to fight like crawford versus i think crawford and and um and spence jr are possibly in tears of their own but you know there's fighters up there that on Their best day could possibly be on that tier. Can they be on the tier of Crawford and Spence Jr. consistently? I don't think so. Fighters that I would include that could peak in fights like that would possibly be like Keith Thurman, um, you know, Danny Garcia. Who else could peak like that? Um, I think Sean Porter, if he doesn't do like this boxing bullshit, if he does a Sean Porter fight, he could. He could peak like that. Um, Who else could peak like that at 147? You know, fuck. Maybe Manny Pacquiao, about four or five years ago, he would be still to like. About five years ago, Manny Pacquiao could still go at like Crawford and Thurman, I think so. But even then, like, I think current day, Crawford and Spence um, would be too much for Pacquiao. Sorry, I said Thurman earlier. But um, who else? Who else? I'm trying to think at 147. 147 is stacked too. I'm trying to think of everyone from PBC. But those are the only guys that come to mind right now at 147. That I feel like under best day would be enough to. To give them. To give them a fight. But you know man. Like. I don't know. I don't know. That fight needs to happen. I'm going to be upset. You know what I'm saying. It needs to happen. Like. How are we going to get. How are we going to let that fight not happen. Like We cannot have another Mayweather Pacquiao, you know, where they're gonna fight each other once they're like fucking 35, nah man, we can't have that shit no more, and I think The Zone is doing good, but like, signing fighters and and, and streaming those fights, um, people were kind of skeptical about that, and I was even sad at first that the pay-per-view era was ending, But it's pretty cool because even friends now have the zone and they have subscriptions. So when we try to watch fights, we go to people's different homes or they have the app and we could cast it. So that's pretty cool, man. Like you could just log in from a laptop and stream it. No longer do you need to have service and shit like that. So that kind of limited you to whoever just had a, a, you know, a TV with some sort of provider attached to it when you would get pay-per-views unless you were streaming through their websites and we've done that before it was good but um I think it facilitates it a little more when you put it on the app and you get that large demographic of people who now rely for a lot of their videos on the app so that was very smart of them and they're signing a lot of good fighters like I said they got Danny Jacobs they got Canelo Alvarez um, who else we should check that roster we could check the roster Check this roster. Dazone. Uh oh shit, there's an A in it. It's Dazone. Dazone. I thought it was like DZN, like the zone. The zone. But it's Dazone. Dazone. Okay, let's see who they got. Fighters. Who they got? Mm -mm 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 Mm-mm-mm-mm. So, this is for 2018, 2019. These are the current fighters that The Zone has. Anthony Krola, um, Don't know who the fuck he is. Anthony Fowler. Um, he's 7-0, light middleweight. He's a prospect, it looks like. They have Anthony Joshua, so that's really good. Um, Column Smith. I think he's a decent fighter. He's 23-0. He's a super middleweight. Um... He's apparently the best super middleweight, but I think I'm probably fuck his ass up. Come down to middleweight, could, you could get it. Danny Jacobs, um, Daniel Roman. These guys are lighter weights. Heavyweight, Derish Soda, Felix Cash, Kamal Faya. It looks like they're singing a lot of um, up-and-coming fighters, but not necessarily too many um, journeymen. A lot of people here are like 28-0, and 28-2. Like, Jesse Vargas is a pretty decent fighter. Joe Cardina. Um, you know, man, Jesse Vargas. He's one of those fighters where you also just, you know, it's, I don't know. I feel bad for him because at the end of the day, it's, it's one of those fighters where good enough to win the title, but... If an elite fighter rolls through, that's his belt, dog. You might as well just bend the knee right there. Just bend it, dog. Just bend it. Don't even risk it. Why would you risk it? You know? But who else? Um, Who else we got on here? Let's see. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, man. It looks like they have a bunch of like young fighters. I'm not going to waste my time on that. Let's go back to see who's the rankings... Welter, weight, rankings, let's see, ESPN, we're gonna go with ESPNs, IBL, Ring TV's, fuck all these guys, let's go with ESPNs, let's see, who the got number one, Keith Thurman, fuck out of here, Errol Spence, number two, okay, but how old is this shit, when was this written, Two years ago. No wonder. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I'll fucking throw you out the window right now, Dan Raphael. It's your fat ass? There's no way. Uh Uh-uh. Fucking Keith Thurman's number one. So, this would be pound for pound, all weights. What the fuck is going on right here? Okay. So, top ten, pound for pound. Okay, let's look at welterweights. So under welterweight division, we got Errol Spence Jr. and Terence But Crawford, league of their own. But below that, fighters I think that could um, pop off, would be Keith Thurman, Sean Porter, um, Danny Garcia, of course, um, your Ugas. This guy just lost to um. Sean Porter fighting for the belt. He had enough skill. And low-key, I thought it was a kind of close fight for the for the first six rounds. But, um, like, Islandi Lara, same thing, man. They didn't do enough for me. They didn't do enough. So you're going to take that belt. Go in there and take it, dude. You have enough skill. Don't Adrian Broner me. Guessing and shit. I got to be fighting and shit. I got to be fighting people to convince them you won. Nah, fuck all that noise. So, um, your your Dennis, I fucks with you. You have some skill, but you already have three L's. It ain't much. Um, hopefully they're early ones, but you need to get your shit, shit together, son. You could definitely pop. Um, Jesse Vargas, no. So, you know, that's pretty much it, man. That they had on Ring T on, on Ring magazine. Of course, that's Ring magazine, so it doesn't really count. But let's see. Junior welterweight stack up move up. Um Yeah, I don't know. Let's see what we have for pound for pound. Let's see. Number one, Vasily Lomachenko. So I agree with that. Number two, Terrence Crawford. Um, I would probably put Crawford at number one. And then Lomachenko at two. But, you know, that's debatable. Canelo Alvarez, number three. Um, I don't know how Canelo got discredited so much for beating Triple G. If you beat the number one... If you tie with the number one pound for pound and then you beat him, I think you should get that number one spot. That's just how it is, especially if you're the same weight. The first one you tied and then you beat him, you should definitely get the number one spot if that dude used to be number one. Um, Alexander Usyk, that dude's a dog too. He's a heavyweight Lomachenko pretty much. He was in, um, what was he on? He was, like, a fucking, like, lightweight or some shit like that. And now he's moving up to heavyweight to fuck them up. They got Errol Spence Jr. at number five. Triple G at number six, which is kind of unfair because dude has only lost once. He moves down about five spots. I mean, that's ridiculous. Over one super tight fight where if you score two rounds differently, um, he either wins the fight or ties again. So... I don't know. Now, yeah, he knew it. I've been wanting to watch this guy. I hear he's got dynamite in his hands and just fucking shit up as well. And Rusun Visay. Rusun Visay. I fucked with him, too. He is number eight. Um, he's a little lightweight motherfucker that can, like, dish it out and knock motherfuckers out. He's 47-4 and got 41 knockouts. So... Keep an eye keep an eye out for him. He's on the lighter weights, fe- like feathers and shit like that. Feather weights and stuff like that. Let me see. Let me li- stop lying at you. Rasung Visai. Rung Visai. So rung visai. There you go. So rung visai. Oh, he's fighting Gallito Strada. No, this is old. Isn't it? I got all excited. No, it is. They're fighting again. Sorun Visay versus Gallito Estrada this is a good fight again Estrada actually had a chance of winning this fight the first time they fought but he started up too late and and Visay I think put him down and no one knew this cat till so he pretty much dethroned um he pretty much blew up the plans for El Chocolatito and Estrada because they were the two biggest names in that division but as soon as he came down, and I think he beat, um, I think he beat Chocolatito, and he beat Estrada. So, my man's is out here killing that, man. If you ain't watching these lightweights, you're fucking up, because they put on a really good show. Um, Mikey Garcia, number nine. I don't know how old this list is. And Donnie Nietes, at the very bottom. Nietes, I've heard that name before, but, um... I have not, and this is from ratings from March 23rd, so they're fairly recent, but, you know, that's wild as fuck, but that's where we're going to end it, guys, um, thank you for joining me, like I said, next time we're going to be doing a regular episode when it comes to the Art of Fat. There's just a quick little touch-up with um, a little Water Break episode. We might just name this a little bit different. Um, I'm thinking about a name when it comes to just Fighting Podcast. Because I want my friends to talk about this shit. And possibly do some like talk-alongs and shit like that. But um, keep keep a lookout to this shit. Um, Make sure you like, share, subscribe. And as always, this has been your host, Rusty. And stay hungry, my friends.